Toby Keith. Toby Keith did his last concert. Welcome to uh, an inquiry into freedom uh, with Ron and Alan. We were just having a, a off-air discussion about concerts and so there's a you mentioned Toby Keith. Yeah. Uh, and I had mentioned rodeo, the nightclub, and uh, Toby Keith actually played there. And at that time, I was head of security, <clears throat> and uh, we had a little a little room that we would you know off off stage, you know that they would go into before they walked out. And, uh, you know, Tim was out there doing his thing and, you know, talking about upcoming shows or whatever was going on. Uh, so he's on the stage, and I'm standing there with Toby Keith, you know, to escort him on stage. Dude is drunker than 17 Indians at a powwow. I'm not even kidding. He's swaying back and forth, and he sticks his hand out. He says, hi, I'm Toby Keith. Nice to meet you. Yeah. About 30 seconds goes by. And I mean, you could just, you know, smell the vapor <laughs> coming off of his body. He sticks his hand out. He says, hi, I'm Toby Keith. Nice <laughs> to meet you. <laughs> Does this like three or four times. And I'm like, man, this guy isn't even going to make it up the steps onto the stage. But you have to remember, if you've been in, in, or in and around that business and those kind of people for any length of time, that it's like a switch. They, they hit that stage, and all of a sudden, it's, it's game time. Yeah. And that guy put on one hell of a show and never missed a freaking beat or a word in any song. And I thought for sure he's going to fall on his face before he even makes it up the steps, right? And he, like I said, he, he introduced himself. And, and I mean, he was like weaving back and forth. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a nightmare, you know? So interesting little story. Uh, Maybe that's just how he gets into the zone, you know? Well, so so back in, in those days, um, you know, I had a lot to do with... Uh, the road managers and, uh, you know, setting up for the concerts and stuff. I mean, I picked up, uh, um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the band? Uh, Restless Heart. And it's, it's amazing. You go to the hotel and you pick these people up in their, you know, they're in their hotel room and, uh, Robert Ellis Oral, he was kind of a, a one-hit wonder, but you go, and he's sitting there, and he's like, okay, vest, hair looks good, put the bottle, cap back on the bottle, Jack Daniels, and there's like one sip left in it. And these these people, that's what they do. I'm not saying that the, they're all drunks or anything, but I mean, they they drink a lot. You know, it's a party yeah. to them. Uh, Restless Heart had me dying. So I had a big Cadillac. Uh, and we're all, we're all sitting in the Cadillac on our way to the club, right, for the show. And they're, they're, they're tuning their voices to George Strait songs, but they're changing the lyrics to be, like, kind of X-rated, to be honest. 
<laughs> it was hilarious. I said, you guys, I'm dying. I'm, I'm driving down the road, and I'm laughing so hard. I've got tears running down my face, and I can't see. You know, I'm trying not to laugh, and they just keep going on and on. And I said, listen, guys, if you don't quit, we're, we're going to end up in a car accident, and we're never going to make the show. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then, and then you, you know, uh, you run into some of those uh, that aren't so cordial and nice. And <clears throat> oh yeah, Jody Foster. <laughs> oh, did I just say that out loud? How dare you? Oh, start saying how rude or whatever. Oh my gosh! So here's what happened. Um, you had me so flustered with the Jody Foster comment that I actually. <laughs> I didn't, I accidentally hung up on you. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! What well, did I just do? She's rude enough. Well, oh my god! I mean, that, she's probably the most rude celebrity I ever ran into. I, of course, we won't. This these people aren't rude. You're talking about restless, at the restless heart, and I'm like thinking to myself, oh, do I say anything about? Um. And of course now I don't. Now I don't. <laughs> Jody Foster. No, Cheech oh. and Chong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I better not even tell oh that story. Well, see, I used to. My, I used to work at Crown Center Hotel in Kansas City when I was in college. Yeah, and that's where uh, probably half the. Uh, Sports teams and celebrities that came into town stayed there. Huh. Um, and then they, the annual uh, movie convention was there. So that's that's where I ran that for uh, the first time, uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, wow. Um, so my mom's got, had pictures taken with uh, Henry Aaron there. Jim Marshall used to play for the Vikings. Um just all kinds of celebs are in there all the time. And it's like, you know, when you work a job like that, um, you know, you have to treat everyone like a celebrity. That's what you got to learn from that sort of business. That's the guys in the casino business, the ones who really know it. Mm -hmm. They treat everyone like they're a celebrity. And it, it's no drop the phone and take care of Jodie Foster. It's like, Oh, Jody Foster. Okay, there's like a dozen of them around the corner here. We got hit here too, so it's not a big deal. Right. Um, you just read everyone right, take care of them, treat them. You're well. Some there. of the time, sometimes, and, and I won't mention their name, uh, Diamond Rio. Um, <coughs> they they when they originally first came, the first time they ever showed up. So so they all have these, you know, contracts. In their contracts, they have specific things like. The drummer has to have 12 towels that are this brand name. You get three 10-ounce boxes of Cheerios for so-and-so. This guy gets six bottles of Evian water. I mean, they're, they're, they have to have a fresh meat plate for, for lunch with this type of fruit. and has to be cut a specific way and all this other stuff. Then for dinner, they get... You know, each one gets their own, <clears throat> uh, you know, if they order a steak, they get whatever steak they want. It has to be cooked to order, blah, 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 the sides, everything. I mean, <laughs> I remember uh, Albertsons used to be the original Cowboys. 
Albertsons used to be in the same parking lot. Right. And it was funny. So I've got this list, right? And Tim's like, I need you to go pick this stuff up. I'm like, okay. And he said it has to be specific, so don't deviate from the list. I'm like, no problem. I said, what is this Merlot? <laughs> I said, I'm gonna, I, <laughs> that's exactly what he does, right? I'm just a young guy. I mean, I'm just young, I'm still a kid at that point. You know? I don't know. I don't know crap about wine. And so oh, I can just see Oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, I don't know what this Merlot is. <laughs> Uh, it's <laughs> so they had to explain to me, but it had to be, you know, and and a lot of times you're there for for the sound checks and you know they're 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 eating and and you try to be nice to people because you know they're playing in your club, right? Right. And sometimes they're just straight up jackasses. Yeah. And I think as their career progressed. Uh, they learned that that wasn't working out too well for them because the the next few times, they had played Cowboys several times, at least three that I remember. Maybe, maybe not that many, but they had been there before, you know, afterwards, and they were totally different, like super great guys and down to earth and, you know, willing to have a conversation with you. One of the greatest people that ever played there was Neil McCoy. And uh, we, yeah. yeah, we got to be kind of close. We shot pool, and and then. Um, do you see his pledge of allegiance every day? I, I do. I used to watch yeah. it all the time. Um, I haven't. I haven't tuned in in a while. But but I mean, just a great guy. And we laughed. Oh my gosh, we played pool and jacked around most of the day, and and he kind of hung out. And oh my gosh, some of the just the stories and the jokes and, and just a good time. Uh, you know who else was like that? And I've, I've really had a crush on her. Uh, Carlene Carter. Yeah, was, I heard that. She was just fantastic. And we, we shot several games of pool. And I mean, it, it was probably pretty obvious to her that, uh, you know, Kind of fancied her a little bit. <laughs> well, she got out of Dodge. You didn't even stay for the show. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, um, well, you know, who else played there? Wasn't it um, um, the one Larry has the crush on all the time? Reba McIntyre. I don't think she ever played there, no. Not, not, no, not. Oh, he's got pictures of of her with, with, uh, with her there. Uh, she used to come to the rodeo and then, uh, I I don't know that she ever played there. there. She may have, that might've been either. It was before you came. This would have been in the eighties. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's before my time. So I, that's where, that's where my dancing partner, um, Elvira and Mrs. Mistress of the dark. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I didn't show up. Uh, in that neighborhood till early 90s. Yeah, you probably weren't even 21 yet. Uh, depends on the year. But yeah, probably not. Um, anyway, how I turned, did we I get turned, off on this I turned 21, What does this turned, have to do with the Constitution? It has absolutely oh, nothing drinking. to do with Well, I'll tell you what it has to do with the Constitution. I turned 21 in the military. 
So I was uh, oh, okay. still in uh, service. So yeah, uh, just, just kind of off. Uh, those kind of conversations are fun to have, though. Kind of breaks up the monotony of uh, our our usual thing. So moving on, uh, <laughs> this guy won't get out of the news, man. They don't let him get out of the news. Um. So, uh, kudos to Ron and Alan on an inquiry into freedom for being right yet again. Oh, uh, what, what what happened this time? <laughs> so, we had mentioned uh, possible reasons why Tucker was supposedly let go, uh, or the amicable split, amicable split between Fox and Tucker Carlson. So in a rare tweet, uh, former Fox News host Tucker Carlson confirmed a new report that he had prepared a monologue on the controversial January 6th figure Ray Epps before he was abruptly fired by the network. Man, we said that, what, last episode or the episode before? Yeah. Didn't, didn't we mention that, fool? Mm-hmm. And, and that... He had all these hours and hours and hours of footage from January 6th, and he did one show with the uh, Viking, and uh, it kind of it just kind of went away, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I was always curious about that. Because he had anywhere between 11,000 and 14,000 hours of footage that uh, McCarthy gave him. Um, so in case nobody knows, I don't know how you wouldn't, but if you've got your head buried in the sand and aren't paying attention, uh, Epps was captured on video encouraging protesters to enter the Capitol on January 6, 2021, but he has not been arrested or charged with a crime in relation to the events that day. Um, we all know that guy is an FBI plant, informant, or, uh, some sort of, uh, agent. Yeah, he's an asset. You know, you can, you have to figure out what kind of an asset he is, but he's an asset. He's an also an asshole, and so is everyone yeah, in the FBI. Sure. Yep. yep. No doubt. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what happened to the rest of that video? You know? Well, we I'm sure. All, I'm hours, sure hours and hours of it. I'm sure he still has it. I'm sure he still well, has all the uh, January 6th footage. Isn't it odd that, you know, he gets that the Viking guy out of jail, out of prison? He said, was sentenced to five years, obviously a frame job, by the government who did it, he exposes it, he meaning Tucker Carlson, and there's nothing nothing out there anywhere on the news channels, nothing about what a farce all of that was, nothing about, um, you know, actually there ought to be a lot about him suing everyone in the FBI and the DOJ um, for wrongful prosecution, malicious prosecution, is 
I think he ought to be able to sue them personally because they weren't acting in their, their you know, if you know what you're prosecuting is wrong, that it's not legit, that's that's not part of your job. You know, that that's doing something personally, and I think he ought to personally be liable for his uh, damages. So anyway... Uh, hopefully the rest of that video is out there somewhere and we're going to get to see it at some time. I mean, it's our freaking country. Well, I, I think that, uh, so those were given to Tucker Carlson. They weren't given to Fox news. Mm. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that, uh, upon his exit, he took that with him, and that we will eventually see uh, more of uh, you know the perpetration that was uh, you know played on the American people regarding an insurrection. I think that that that's you you have to sit and think and wonder. Was he told, by, by no means are you using our platform to um, substantiate or, or to legitimize the rally and delegitimize an insurrection. We don't care what kind of footage you found. You're not using our network to do that because everybody knows, uh, you know, Fox News uh, is, is not in the Trump camp anymore. Hasn't been since the election. I don't think they ever were. I think you just had a number of people who worked there who were. Well, that, that's a good they're point. They're not socialists. You yeah, know? That's a good point. Uh, I mean... I, I think I think they were like everybody else and used Trump for the ratings. Um, but it's funny, you know. Uh, I think it was either MSNBC or, or uh, I think it was MSNBC when uh, Trump was indicted in New York and he he gave the speech at Mar-a-Lago. He flew, you know, left New York, flew home, and he he held a press conference later on at Mar-a-Lago. He had his. Uh, you know how you can text to Trump, blah, 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 whatever the number is. Uh, see, uh, MSNBC blurted out as if it was like some sort of a, you know, nasty thing or, or whatever. And then they cut it cut away and said, oh, this is this is more of a campaign speech than it is anything else. We're not we're not doing this. Uh, but but now. Apparently, uh, CNN and Trump are are making nice, nice. Well, they they need ratings, well, right? They, they so <laughs> so his town hall on CNN was the highest rated, uh, whatever it was, hour and a half. Uh, in I don't know ten years. Well, yeah, I mean they've been they've been sucking Don Lemon. Or, or what's what's his name? Meadowlark Lemon, and he's gone now. So, 
Yeah, they need they need ratings, man. I mean, they're let's face it, CNN's a just like almost every other network's a bunch of whores, but um, yeah, they that just shows how desperate they are because they're not making enough money to uh, even buy drugs right now. Boy, that was an easy comparison to make, wasn't it? <laughs> well, a bunch of crack whores. <laughs> they can't even buy drugs. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I wasn't trying to do that. I mean, it just rolled off the tongue so easy. Well, they are. I mean, they're they're a bunch of Hunter Bidens, you know, can we say? It's not like it's not true. Well... I don't know. Good for them, I guess. I, you know, he's going to use anyone where he can get out there. But he better watch it because this whole pull the rug out from under you is going to happen, just like Lucy pulling the football away from um, Charlie Brown. So, you know, they're going to make money off of him. And then uh, when push comes to shove, the Marxists are going to say, nope. We're going to help the old guy who is uh, on life support uh, be in office because we can't afford to have someone who isn't a socialist as president. So that's just until we all wake up, that's how they're going to play the game. So sorry, Charlie. Well, so this, uh, this guy goes on. And he talks about how he's seen the monologue that Tucker planned to deliver on April 24th before his show was taken off the air. Oh. So the monologue dealt with, among other things, investigations around January 6th, and particularly Ray Epps, the only person captured on video inciting people to violence at the Capitol that day, and and allegedly an FBI informant who still has not been arrested or charged. So this guy is writing a... um, a biography uh, about Tucker. And so he added the monologue, also ironically touched on the people trying to silence Carlson, including Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and others in government. So they, you know, this isn't... They've asked for Newsmax to be removed, for Fox News to be removed, for certain people to be removed and deplatformed. Um, OAN, they were successful with OAN. You can arguably say that they've been successful um, canceling Tucker Carlson. Um, but I, I, I would like to know, you know, someone needs to, to give answers. There needs to be sworn testimony. If there hasn't been already, I'm not aware of any, uh, about this Ray Epps guy. Yeah. So the video, it's been, it's been viewed. It's, I mean, you can see it online. Yeah, I want to know where's the congressional committee that's going to have him hauling in for hold in front of them. And until they do, I'm not interested in anything any of them have to say. About well, here's anything. Well, here's the stupid thing. 
Um, many people, including lawmakers like Representative Matt Gates, Republican of, from Florida, and Senator uh, Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, have questioned Epps' role during the incident. Well, do your freaking job. Yeah, they're not guns, are they? I mean, aren't they going to keep asking until they get some answers? Uh, I mean, we've all had a fraud perpetrated on us. If that doesn't make someone in Congress angry, then they all need to get the hell out. And, you know, maybe we need to just call the French and find, I mean, figure out th how this they handle their revolution. Yeah. Ron, this guy, Ray Epps, was on 60 Minutes. He was? Oh, yeah. Why, why isn't the FBI raiding the, uh, the studio and arresting him? Yeah. So at a recent appearance on 60 Minutes, he said, I said some stupid things. My thought process, we surround the Capitol. We get all the people there. I mean, I had, I had problems with the election. It was my duty as an American to peacefully protest, along with anybody else that wanted to. He was asked if anyone from the federal government or, EF or the FBI directed him on January 6, 2021. No, was his response. Liar. You're a freaking liar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. And even if they didn't, let's just say hypothetically he didn't. He wasn't directed by anyone. He incited people to do what they did. Yeah, why wasn't he prosecuted? I mean... <laughs> that, that's all I care about. I don't care who he works for or anything. It's like, why wasn't he prosecuted when he's the worst of all of them and everyone else is put in jail but him? So why isn't he... This is either equal or not. Right? Well, it, it, as much as the left, you know, preaches to us about inciting violence and words matter and blah, blah, blah. Um, he, he's just as, if they're going to arrest people for going into the people's house, and if they want to deem it an insurrection, um, then, then he's part of it. How can he not be? Someone, yeah. someone knew what he was doing was wrong, and they, they recorded him purposely. Right. That, that wasn't by sheer coincidence. Someone was standing there and went, this guy is freaking out of his mind. Like, he's coaxing everyone to do something that they shouldn't do. So I'm going to record him, right? Well, I saw him live. I mean, you're the one who was there. I was just watching it on TV. So, you know, it's like, I saw him. I mean, he was out there inciting, I don't know, I wouldn't call it a riot. I didn't see any rioting, but... You know, there was certainly enough, uh, I guess you could call it bad behavior. I mean, after seeing a whole summer full of rioting and burning and looting and murdering, it's hard to call that a riot. I mean, seriously? 
Well, so, we all know. Anyone who has common sense knows that it wasn't. Um, we also know that, contrary to, you know, what the government officials are saying is one of the worst things that's ever happened on Capitol grounds, we all know that's not true. Um, I've mentioned on this show the, the weather underground that, you know, bombed the Capitol and uh, that, that wasn't deemed an insurrection. Right. There was no bombs on January 6th. Uh, oh, well, there was that. Wait, Remember wait, wait, those bombs wait. at the Democrat? Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't finished. Except for the FBI plant that, that went around the night before and put a bunch of fake bombs out just to... Just so they could say, oh, there was some right-wing conspiracy guy or whatever that was out pu putting bombs around the, you know, the, the Capitol. So, so we all know this wasn't a peaceful protest. This wasn't, you know, a, a, a typical Trump rally. There, there was people planting bombs. Yeah. Yeah, that FBI plant, yeah. What do you know? So, I think we've, we've got a real problem with the FBI, don't we? Because they're a bunch of terrorists, it sounds like. Man, uh... They're, or at least they're racketeering. Because uh, I, I think they're basically guilty of... You know, I, I think my own personal opinion is that what we all ought to do is file a RICO suit against the DOJ and... Uh, all 23 of these so-called intelligence agencies, including the FBI, and uh, just tie them up for decades uh, and use RICO, because they're obviously racketeering. They're not doing legal things. And they're obviously corrupt. So it's racketeering, um, influence, corrupt organizations. That's, that's RICO. That's what it means. So, why not? Screw them. That's my, that's my two cents worth. Oh, and then, oh, the second part of that is the, the other two cents. I'm not going to give you enough for a nickel. But um, the other two cents worth, though, is... Uh, we also ought to use a similar strategy as bankruptcy, where we do Chapter 7 uh, procedures and uh, do a clawback against every dime that's ever been spent there, including their pensions, and just claw it all back. The heck with this deficit. How about we just take away all the pay these people have earned their entire careers, all of their retirement that's due them, all the real estate that those organizations possess, sell it all off to, I don't know, Saudi Arabia or something. I don't care. Well, just, they, they just already pulled, them, you know? Yeah, they already pulled the, uh, oh, the military is not going to get their paychecks. Are, are you really concerned about military personnel not getting their yeah. paychecks? Or are you more concerned about you not getting yours? But is it? Is I'm speaking it that, about I'm speaking but, about the you know Congress. 
But they're saying they're doing something that's unconstitutional there, though, because they're saying that America's uh, debts will not be questioned, right? But they're questioning by saying that, right? Well, but so correct me if I'm wrong. Money has already been allocated for all of those payments prior to any of this nonsense that they're going through right now. Well, yeah, they've allocated more money than they have. Well, that's that's the point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, okay, well, one day we have money and the next day we don't. Well, they don't have any money to begin with. So it's all it's all a bunch of BS. But it's not like if they can print money, like it's candy, they can certainly print paychecks. <laughs> see, see, that's that's something that people need to realize, though, is because this game that they play with running up the deficit, and then. The Federal Reserve goes out and prints money. Yeah. And then they 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 basically have this debt that they issue to cover those bills, and then supposedly it's being paid back with tax dollars at some point, the debt. Well, surprise everyone, but the Federal Reserve is a private corporation. That's not a government entity. So, yeah, I don't know that a lot of people realize that. Uh, yeah, um, we've never had an audit of the Federal Reserve. Not since it was started in 1913. Yeah, and one of the biggest advocates for that is uh, Rand Paul. He is, yeah. His dad started the audit the Fed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and why is it that they don't? What, what are they hiding? Well, I, I'm not sure that they have the authority to. But they also... Well, wait They don't... Also, they don't have to pay back the debt to the Federal Reserve either. So you want to see push come to shove. Just, just have us all just say, no, we're not going to authorize our representatives to uh, retire any... Debt we dis we disavow all debt that's been issued since 1913 by the Federal Reserve. Woo! Wouldn't you like to see how that one that movie turns out? Yeah, and uh, why is that not possible? Why is it also well, it not, is possible? Why isn't it also not possible that maybe maybe the federal government? can't audit the Fed, but why can't the 87,000 armed IRS agents audit the Fed? Because they're not a government agency technically either. Yeah, kind of curious, huh? Isn't that strange? Yeah, it's odd how they they go after people like us because they want us to pay taxes and yet we consume none of the debt. Yeah, and I read, I read the statistics uh, an episode or two ago concerning, you know, who's been audited by the IRS and who they're targeting. They're not targeting the rich so they'll pay their fair share. Get out of yeah. here with that crap. 
Those are the same people that donate to these campaigns. They, they're buddies. They're friends. They're pals. Now, what they want is they want the people, well, like you, people who own a small business, who uh, are easy to push around. They can, uh, their, their theory is, their political theory is that uh, business owners cheat on everything. Mm-hmm. And they're dishonest and yeah. they make too much money and blah, 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 blah. And uh, once they get their nose joint out of joint on someone, then they'll go after them and audit them and audit them and audit them. Um, so, yeah, that's who they're after. They're after the guy who loses his job and goes out and starts painting houses so he can feed his family. Mm-hmm. And then they want the cash because they, they don't want that guy earning cash. So that's another thing is they don't like this. Um, I'm not going to say under the table. They can they consider it under the table. But if, if I pay you cash to come and uh, power wash my house, then it's your responsibility to pay the tax on that, not mine. I don't. Ha- I shouldn't have to file a return. It's whatever it costs. Let's say it's four hundred dollars. Okay. Well, their theory is is that you're out there. They're doing three or four houses a day, and um, you're only paying on one house a day. And uh, you need to. They need a way to verify that you're earning what you say that you're earning. Right? Yeah, it's for like, sure. Well, they, they, they have no idea where the Defense Department has spent something like $13 billion in the last year that they've completely lost track of. But they want to know that they can track every dime that goes through your bank account. Because they can't control the Pentagon, but they can control you and me. Yeah. So that's what that's all about. And it's like, you know, um, there are reasons why the the founders did not want the federal government to be able to do direct taxes on people, and that's why. Um, so this, this whole personal income tax stuff is BS, and it's just got to stop. It doesn't work anyway. Well... You know, if, if 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 there was a, I'm a big proponent of the flat tax. I think a flat tax is makes perfect sense. Um, you know, taxes are based on consumption. So everybody that buys something, everybody that purchases fuel or food or clothing, whatever, you're paying your fair share. But why does that have to go to the federal government, though? Well, I mean, there's there's an argument to be made there. I mean, you know... No, I, I, I... I don't see why we can't have a system. This is just my opinion. Okay, there's a there's a good there's good uh, reasoning behind what you're saying when it comes to doing sales taxes in cities, counties, states. 
Right. But do we really need the IRS out there handling um, tax revenue on sales? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. I mean, interstate commerce is one thing, but the government, the federal government was never intended to make money off of anything other than imports and exports. So, well, and they failed at that. So, well, yeah, they're they're terrible at it. So, um, but at any rate, just I know we talked about this a long time ago, but for some reason we're on to taxes today. But it's like what I've always thought is that every state that, that there's no federal tax at all on individuals that there is a tax to the states by the federal government. And the taxes to the states will be apportioned by, according to um, half of it based on their number of senators, which is the same. Everyone has two senators. Mm -hmm. The other half is based on the number of representatives, so it would be population-based. So if California has uh, 20 representatives and uh, Utah has one, then their piece of it is apportioned according to their representatives. But Utah then pays less in, just think of it as a home association, homeowners association. Utah is paying a lower dollar figure in uh, dues than California. And that makes sense because there's fewer people in Utah. They don't have near as much uh, need for federal dollars there either. Um, but that Utah and California can raise their uh, money to pay their tax or their dues to the Fed um, in any way they want to. They can have, you know, Utah could have an income tax. Uh, California could have an energy tax um, or, or an import-export tax. So basically you know? whatever, whatever the state uh, whatever taxes the state wants to impose so so basically yeah. it's a state thing so let's say um just using round numbers these aren't meant to be real at all um california owes 10 billion dollars this year in dues to the federal government and utah owes one billion dollars and they can raise their money in any way or uh, numbers of ways that they want to. If Utah wants to only do an income tax and a sales tax to raise all the revenue it needs for the state, for their dues to the Fed and to run their own government in Utah, then they can raise it off of those routes. California is a very diversified economy. They can run, I don't care, 20 different ways of running up uh, the income. And they can use that money to pay their uh, portion to the Fed, and they can raise it for themselves if they want to. You might have Alaska that says, oh, no, no one pays taxes here. We'll get all of ours off of oil revenue. Fine. Okay. 
you know, you, that's why you have 50 different states. Right. So you have different pros and cons in each of the states, and people can live in one versus the other. Um, the whole point is not to return as much money as you can to the states because they're the whole point is to cut the money down that the federal government has. But that's my idea. And then and you go back to having two senators for each state that are uh, have to be confirmed by the state legislature. None of this popular vote crap anymore because the states are no longer represented in our government. And they ought to be. And they would be if they had... Uh, if you had a tax system the way I'm talking about. But you would pull all of the money and power out of Washington, D.C. like that. And all this money that goes through Washington and then washes back to the states, there no, there's no need for that any longer because the states aren't going to put up with that stuff. And they'll, they'll say, no, we would rather have our highway money spent the way we want to. We don't want that in the federal government. And then their senators veto it. Right? Yeah. So you just have you had to return to a balance in government that we have not had in over 100 years. Because the, the senator stuff uh, went away in uh, ooh, about the same time, 20, in 1913 or 14, if I remember correctly. So isn't that funny how progressive... Um, amendments have screwed the country over and people just don't even know it. Um, but yeah, the uh, Federal Reserve is a private corporation. Look it up, folks. Why are we letting them dictate things to us? Well, I think the simple answer is the government has a stranglehold on its citizens. And when it comes to our podcast, <clears throat> uh, everything that they are doing is unconstitutional. I mean... Just about, yeah. And, and the media is complicit. So they've got a portion of society conditioned to believe that, you know, if you're a conservative... Or if you voted, you know, for someone other than Joe Biden. That you're a existential threat to democracy and, you know, you're a white supremacist and, uh, you know, you need to be canceled and you need to be thrown in the gulag without due process and all this crazy nonsense. Yeah, they don't want any freedom to disagree with them at all. They want you to either agree with them or, or shut up. And uh, that's just not how our system's meant to work. And that's really why they couldn't stand Trump. They couldn't shut him up. So, you know, uh, that, that's the problem I have with DeSantis, is that he does not understand that. He's, you know, he walks the walk. But I don't hear him talking about the same things of importance that I hear Trump talk about. You know, we don't need Marxism in our country. Um, he, he triggers people a lot. But I, 
there's something that either he hasn't, either he doesn't want to yet. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I haven't had any indication that he's going to fight the same battle that Trump will fight. So I had someone, I, I made a comment on social media recently and, and someone I know asked me, you know, I'd said I wouldn't vote for Ron DeSantis if he was the nominee. And they're like, I'm like, he's a, he's a fraud. And they're like, why do you say that? And I actually had a conversation with someone recently that asked me the same thing. And here's my answer. And I had mentioned this on the show before. So when, when Trump was indicted in New York for no pun intended, trumped up charges regarding a payment to a porn star. You know, Ron DeSantis was holding that press conference, and uh, during the press conference, they asked him about, you know, the situation, and, and he said, well, I don't know what, it, what it's like to have to pay off a porn star, and blah, 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 and everybody started laughing, and he kind of oh, chuckled. Oh, yeah. And, it, it was at that point that I went, wait a minute. And, and here's what I said to these people. He had a per the perfect opportunity to say, this is not a laughing matter. So we shouldn't laugh at this. What we should be doing is saying, okay, our government is weaponizing uh, local DAs and um, state attorney generals against political opponents. So this could happen to me. This could happen to any conservative. And so we shouldn't be taking this lightly. And we shouldn't be laughing about it. Now, then what, say whatever you want to say. But, but he didn't take the opportunity to be the bigger man and say, listen, I don't think this is right. And he did. He went on later to say that. But he allowed a bunch of group of freaking media per personalities and, and so-called journalists to sit there and make light of a situation that, that he himself may soon be in as a candidate for the president of the United States. They're going to throw yeah. everything at him but the kitchen sink. They'll probably throw that at him too. Yeah. So instead of – I just think that, that to me that's an opportunist that he, he saw a way that he could take a gut shot at a, at a person that he may be running against. And instead of saying, listen, um, you know, we have this rogue DA and these, these charges that are from, you know, 20 years ago and, and, and there's nothing wrong with a, an NDA. There's nothing wrong with paying someone to not say something. As a matter of fact, yeah, Matt Lauer did it an awful lot. Yeah, right? as a matter of fact, they they could be charging her for bribery. Well, that's what the extortion. Saint, uh, pick your poison. Yeah, but so so if that guy is so fast on his feet, why didn't he have a response like that? And and to yeah. me, I think it just it just made him look sophomoric. And to me, a, a weak individual. 
that he didn't yeah. have he didn't have the guts to say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, y'all need to stop laughing because guess what? This isn't a laughing matter. That we have district attorneys and and attorney generals and and the DOJ and all these people, all these all these uh, these left wing nut jobs that are that are trying to weaponize everything to to destroy their political opponent and an entire party. They want a one party system. Maybe you don't see that. Maybe you don't get it. So so whether Trump did something he shouldn't have done or not, this isn't not this is not something that we should be laughing about. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I remember talking with you about it when when it happened. Yeah. And um, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think it, my inclination was more that he's just not ready yet. And that, that tells me that he's not ready yet when he basically took the day. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't tell me that he won't season and come around. And well, I look at him with something else. He just doesn't strike me as being ready yet, and he's not going to fight the same fight that Trump's after. Um, maybe he will, maybe he won't. But well, I, I, I think I, I Trump, think that he, we all know that the only one who who will stay on the anti-Marxist fight and fight him to the death is Trump. Yeah. See, I, to me, Ron DeSantis is your typical establishment guy. I mean, he, he's done a lot of good things for Florida. Is, yeah. is he a good governor? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is he a conservative? I believe so. Yeah. But I believe he's, he this is what a lot of people don't understand about Trump supporters. He is an establishment guy. Trump's not. <laughs> His own, no. the, the, the party that he runs under doesn't even want him. Not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, DeSantis isn't that kind of guy. And and people still wonder why are you a Trump supporter? Why do you why are you so, you know, why are you so uh, um, attached or or what what draws you to him so much? Well, he's not your typical politician. Number one, even if you don't like him, the guy's funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has a sense of humor. He doesn't stand up there and read from a teleprompter. Uh, if, if he does, most of the time it's just a, a few lines, and then he goes off script. He's he's not scripted. He's not a typical politician. And I think, personal opinion... Is that we need more people like that. Yeah. We need more people who have never been associated with politics. Yeah, I would, because even don't, if I don't agree not with them, I would rather. Yeah. They're not beholden to anyone. Yeah, give us who you really are. Let us let us agree or disagree or whatever, but don't be beholden to somebody. And that's where see the the parties, the political parties are the ones who have us. Because they're both Marxists. What we have is is international Marxists who are running the Democrat camp and national Marxists who are in the Republican camp. 
but they're both Marxists. They just are focused on two different things. Um, whereas 50 years ago, we had some internationalism in, in both parties, uh, some uh, national Marxism in the Democrat Party. But that was it. I mean, there was really more largely, uh, more like us, you know, that they weren't, whether they're Democrat or Republican, like in, in Missouri and Kansas, there's, there was never a whole hell of a lot of difference between the Republicans and Democrats. You know, most of us around there were always, uh, fix the damn potholes. I mean, yeah, you usually had Democrats were more union, and Republicans were more business. That would be the main thing. But two people talking in the street aren't talking about big business and unions. They're talking about, why do I have to stop at every light? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 why do I have to realign my car every year because of the potholes? Mm -hmm. That's what we all talk about every day. My God. We don't give a, we don't give a crap about most other things. The roads so, here are so bad. Well, they are everywhere. So But I don't ever remember having like if I drive from my house to town, I have to swerve like eight or ten times. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a hole in the road. And, I mean, didn't we pass some huge infrastructure bill? <laughs> you know, where's, well, that yeah. where's that money at? Well, not to the roads. It, it, it's, it went down the hole in the bottom of the sea is what happened. Yeah, those, those shovels. Where, right where, where the balloons went. Into China, yeah. It's, those uh, those shovel-ready cool. jobs, yeah. Yeah, mm. the hole in the bottom of the sea. Yeah. Oh, there's a hole in the bottom of the sea. Speaking of speaking of China, so this is funny. Um, China's citizens are suing Florida over DeSantis's new law. <laughs> what the hell for? <laughs> I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. Well, so so the ACLU, which oh. if I was running for president. Uh, m one of the things on my platform would be the ACLU is shut down. They're they're gone. Yeah. Can we just please close yep. those assholes yep. down? Sayonara. Where so, were those people during COVID, by the way? <laughs> right. They 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 cherry pick, man. The, the ACLU is a joke, and anybody that's associated with that organization is a joke. Um. I, I, I was afraid you were going to say something about the NAACP because of the colored people. So. Oh, no. Um, Thank God I didn't say anything about that. Oh, by, oh, by the way, this portion of uh, an inquiry into freedom brought to you by Coors Banquet Beer. Uh, um, there's just a simple label. No picture of some dude trying to be a woman. Just a label. Sorry. No, they got bought by Anheuser Busch today. Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> although, although, both of those companies were founded by Germans. Yeah. Um, do we even have, I mean, I know we do, 
But a major label that's American beer? Not talking about, like, you know, well, Joe's IPA or, you know. I think in, in Bev, which has uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, I think they own a, a large portion of Miller now. Yeah, you had mentioned that. I looked it up, and you're correct. Um, see, I I just go to the small brands. Like I I switched over to Ennis and Gun, which is a small Scottish uh, brewery, and uh, I mean they'll get bought by someone too. I mean they all do, but. Um, Boy, that's that's good stuff. But if you want to go to a small batch outfit like that, I mean, you're going to pay twice as much. Right. And I'm like, well, but I don't want to drink Bud Light. I don't like Bud Light. So, they don't like any Bud Light. I mean, Light I would rather drink sweet tea than drink Bud Light. I mean, <laughs> you know, just yeah. put a little water. I mean, you don't even have to put anything in it. It's good anyway. But if you want to have some alcohol, put some rum in there or something. I don't care, but... Um, you know, I who wants Bud Light anyway? I mean, That's I hear their sales are down. 30%. I used to make fun of people in the you know nightclub business that drank Bud Light. I'm like, it's Clydesdale piss. What are you doing? Oh. So, hey, listen to this <clears throat> the American Civil Liberties Union sued Florida over a law championed by Governor Ron DeSantis that bars most Chinese citizens from buying homes in the state. Oh, that's right. The law is set to take effect July 1st, and it violates... <laughs> what have we talked about numerous times? The ACL, ACLU of all organizations says it violates the equal protection and due process oh, guarantees so under the Constitution by prohibiting land ownership based on race, ethnicity, color, alienage, and national origin, according to the suit. Well, Actually, it's citizenship. Yeah. Well, so I think this this is a little deceptive um, because I'm almost positive that the law states that the Chinese government cannot purchase land. I don't know that it specifies Chinese citizens. However, what's wrong with that? However, even if it did, how do we know they're not spies or, you know, yeah. undercover agents of the CCP? Because, I mean, Eric Swallows well fell for one of them. I mean, you know, that's it's we have we have uh, Chinese police stations in our country. Um, we, we certainly, I certainly don't have any problem with any Chinese people. Uh, I have a problem with their tyrannical government. A lot of them do too. Yeah. Um, I met some of them as a matter of fact on uh, January 6th that were walking around asking for signatures uh, of people to, you know, uh, 
to sign the petition to speak out and support an anti-communist China. They didn't even speak English. I mean, they were everywhere. So I don't, I, I signed it. Good for them. Yeah, I signed, I signed the petition. Yeah, I don't have a problem with, with banning China from buy, buying stuff. I don't have a problem with banning anyone with Chinese citizenship. That's not based on ethnicity. It, it's based on if you're not a citizen here and you're a citizen there. But I would rather not allow anyone, and we've talked about this before, I'd rather not have anyone allowed, whether it's a company, a government, or an individual from another country, cannot own anything, a company, or land in the United States, unless it's been approved by the, the state and the, well, the, the locality, the state, and the Fed. I, I, just don't, I just don't think it ought to be allowed. Well, so it goes on to say that, uh, you know, more than a dozen state legislatures have introduced similar bills with many targeting people from China, the ACLU said. Um, But I'm, yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines. If you're not a citizen of the United States, uh, I'm not saying you can't buy, I don't know, a home. But your normal citizen, even your normal citizen is not going to go buy, you know, 50,000 acres. Well, the thing is that in our country... I think, I think they should be... In our country, if you own a home here and you live in it and then you have a child in it or a child at the hospital, then that child gets to be an American citizen. Oh, yeah. Now, you want that to be allowed? No, I do I not. Mean, I, I, okay, no. well, I, I, don't, I don't know that how I feel about that one at all. I just thought of it while you're talking. No, and that's and like, one I of the issues. I don't know that I have yeah. a problem with that, yeah. but it's like there's more ish, there are more things tied to it than folks think. Right. So I don't really have a problem that if someone has a home here, I mean, I think that you can carve out the big Mr. Meanie Pants that a statement of mine is keep out all the foreigners, basically. Well, but let's say I immediately back off of it and say, well, let's say someone can uh, can have up to a certain amount of money or property, you know, like if they want to buy shares of GM, they can buy up to $100,000 worth of, or they can have up to 100000 in real estate or uh, what have you, you know, and I'm just making up 100000 but you know, if you want to allow people to do certain things like that, then fine. Let them, let's take the UN and turn it into condos. And I think people want to buy condos at the UN building. <laughs> right. You know, it would cost us a lot less money, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. We just liquidated that damn asset. But, you know, I don't have a problem with that. Just like I don't have a problem with, you know, if I want to own a place in Jamaica, then I can own a place in Jamaica. I, fine. You know, you have reciprocity. Countries that allow us to do that, we can do that there, then fine. Their citizens can do that here. 
I don't have a problem, but it's like, why is it it's not thought through that way? For some reason, we allow companies and countries and citizens of other countries to do things here that we're not allowed to do there. So where's the equal protection under the law? We can't, you and I can't go buy a business and, and run it there in uh, uh, Hong Kong. No, see, that was the, that was the, the main point that I wanted to bring up was the ACLU, Sorry. you know, <laughs> claiming a, a due process, a violation of due process and all. Wait a minute. You can't, you can't have, oh my gosh, these people. You can't use the words due process uh, for one thing when, when you don't, you don't even believe in it. Well, that's true. I, I mean, that's kind of like, uh, so I, I don't, I think there should be a law that if you're not a citizen that you, you should be vetted. Before you can, I mean, make a major purchase of a home or land or anything like that. Why not? I mean, do we, do, do we want, you know, Putin to come over here? And, I mean, Hillary Clinton gave him our uranium. So. Hey, I'd rather, have, I'd rather have Putin living here than her. <laughs> For sure. He's going to cause a lot less trouble than her. Hey, listen to this. But the, the point is, though, that we're both making is that there's no thought put into this stuff now. And what little thought there is, we're not allowed to participate in it. And the, constitutionally, we the people are the ones who ought to be able to participate in those conversations and make those decisions, and, and we're not allowed to. Um, so I, that's the point we're both making, regardless of whether people would agree with us or not, or we would even agree with one another. Our point is... It's not, these things are not getting handled properly. No, but you have to understand the context of the law, too. So, it's a, it states that non-U.S. citizens whose domicile is China are banned from buying property in Florida, while, the, uh, while a similar rule will apply to people who permanently reside in Cuba, Venezuela, or other countries of concern. <laughs> Well, that's a little vague. Well, but but you get, I, I, it, it is vague. Can we say states of concern? I yeah, mean, I, I, do you really want anyone else from New Jersey buying property? So exceptions will be made for people with non-tourist visas who have been granted asylum, but they'll be restricted from buying parcels larger than two acres or within five miles of military installations. I don't have a problem with that. I just got done saying why does why does a Chinese citizen that doesn't live here need to buy fifty thousand acres? Yeah, it, there's no reason. I mean, other other than possible uh, nefarious reasons. Well, I mean, I'm not might, saying that. they might open up a balloon landing strip. Exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> you never know. <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't know that I have a problem with that. I mean, we don't know who these people are. Now, if you have a vetting process, you know, it's kind of like with, with people who are immigrating to our country, right? There's a vetting process. But we're not doing that. I think anyone who, who is looking at our border is saying, we have absolutely no idea who's crossing our border. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're going to go. We don't know how they're going to support themselves. We don't know where they're going to live. We have, you know, states of emergency in Chicago and, and New York and, and all these sanctuary cities who now say we can't handle this, this large, you know, influx of people. Well, you weren't saying that a few years ago. You were saying, let them all in. We're, we're the United States. We, we need to do better, right? Well, but we don't know who these people are. So we have a process that we're supposed to vet these people. We're supposed to find out who they are. We're supposed to find out if, the, if they want to assimilate into our society and become citizens and, and, and uh, contribute, right? Well, I don't think that this law is saying anything different. Uh, if you're not a citizen, what do you need to buy? What do you need to purchase land here for? If your if your main domicile is in China or Venezuela or Cuba, um, are they doing are they doing that for what you said? So they can come here and have a baby, and that baby is now a citizen. Some of them are actually. That's exactly right. Yeah. I was accidentally on target on that one. <laughs> I mean, that's that was the big argument with with the the dreamers and you know people who are now crossing the border who are pregnant. Once they have their child here, their child is a citizen. Well, you're not going to separate those two people, you know, the mother from the the son or the daughter. That's inhumane. Yeah, just because that's how people came to this country back in the twenties. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but who are they? Yeah, exactly. But also, do we have the resources to continue to accept millions upon millions upon millions? We're arguing over a debt ceiling because we don't have money to pay our bills. For, for the citizens that exist today. So we're just going to welcome everyone from around the world to come to, to this country and, and with open arms and say, we got your back. And then, and then we have to sit around and wonder how many IRS agents are going to show up at my house if you're a small business owner. Because by gosh... If you're not paying your fair share to support these people, we're just going to take it. Hmm. We'll take your fair share. 
That's kind of how I look at it. Well, let's yeah, listen. That, that's basically how the mob works. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's yeah. listen. To, uh, let's listen to this. This is interesting. Hang on. For millions of consumers of conservative news, Ray Epps is a notorious villain, a provocateur <laughs> responsible for turning peaceful protests on January 6th into a violent assault on the U.S. Capitol. The irony is that Epps was a passionate supporter of President Trump, who went to Washington to protest the 2020 election. But his often contradictory behavior that day spawned a full-fledged conspiracy theory. Whoa. Conspiracy theory, really? Yeah, what's a conspiracy theory? And 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 who has decided? Who's the expert that has deemed that a conspiracy theory? Hmm. Curious to know. Casting him yeah. as a government agent who incited an insurrection. Today, Epps is in hiding after death threats forced him to sell his home. So who is Ray Epps tonight? You'll hear from the government and the man himself. Because <laughs> you better believe Ray Epps, and you better for sure believe the government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can believe That's, them all the time. Is that yeah. not the problem right there? What, yeah. It, is the, that 60 Minutes? Yeah. He, he, he said it himself. You're going to hear from him, Ray Epps himself, and the government. And they're going to explain it all away because wh why would they lie? Oh, yeah, exactly. The oh, story God. will continue in a moment. I can't, people. I can't as believe soon people as really President Trump that. is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. At six foot four in his desert camouflage, bright red Trump hat and military style backpack, Ray Epps stood out from the crowd on January 6th. He sure did because I saw nobody, and I mean absolutely nobody, that looked like this man. Well, you know, what was a dead giveaway was the military-style backpack. Yeah, for sure. I didn't it's even, not for I, that, I, you know. I, listen, again, I didn't, like, venture all over, you know, the place and and there were so many people but i never saw anyone that looked like him and i certainly never saw anybody that was dressed like a viking i'm just saying <laughs> i just never saw anybody like that <laughs> i don't even know where these people came from yeah That's him running toward the U.S. Capitol alongside the vanguard of rioters who first attacked and overran police. What do you think when you... Wait a minute. Attacked and overran? They opened the gates. They let him in. Yeah. the hell out of here with that crap. That's... So you want to talk about misinformation. Yeah, just watch 60 Minutes. They're full of it for a whole 60 Minutes. You know it takes a Democrat an hour and a half to watch 60 Minutes. <laughs> he does, yeah. <laughs> I just thought <laughs> Yeah. Just, uh, brings back some bad memories. 
it's hard to see our capital under attack. It's been more than two years since the storming of the Capitol, but Ray and his wife Robin told us they relive January 6th every day of their... Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, they're victims now. Yeah, uh, oh, my God. Can you please stop? People, everyone, stop being a victim. Especially that clown. This guy's a freaking idiot. Why? Yeah, Some people have said, well, just let it go and let it die down. It doesn't. What they don't understand is it doesn't. What exactly was the role of Ray Epps in the chaos of January 6th? The theory. Epps, a former member of the Oath Keepers, was an FBI informant who incited the crowd on January 6th, bubbled up from a right-wing news site called Revolver News, run by a former Trump speechwriter. He's the smoking gun of the entire Fedsurrection. And landed on Fox News primetime. According to a new investigation from Revolver, Epps may have led the breach team that first entered the Capitol on January 6th. The convoluted conspiracy theory made its way to Capitol Hill. <laughs> it's not the Proud Boys who engage in the initial breach. It's Ray Epps at that precise moment. How did Ray Epps know that there were going to be pipe bombs? Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? That question has animated Fox News host Tucker Carlson for nearly two years. Ray Epps? He's on video several times encouraging crimes, riots, breaches of the Capitol. Carlson has focused on Epps more than 20 times on his top-rated show. Oh, my gosh. 20 times? Top-rated? Oh, sounds like someone's jealous oh, there. Oh, these people. Well, I remember when 60 Minutes used to be worth watching, but then Mike Wallace died. Um... Yeah, who on the who in the world is that clown on sixty minutes anyway? Um, I don't even care. No, okay. Um well he must be a a, a, a prize winning journalist is what I'm thinking. I yeah, just, he's he's probably won an uh a Pulitzer for this report. Uh, a pulpitzer? Yeah, yeah. Um Poopless. Well so all the guy had to do was come on Fox and, and and do an interview. He refused to do that. So, you know, why? I wonder why um, that is. Yeah. I mean, any, I, I, we still don't know what the hell he was doing there that day. And we still don't know why he wasn't prosecuted. I don't think it matters. Um, you, ever, you ever notice that 60 Minutes brings on any? And I mean anyone from the left when they want to make them look better. Oh, yeah. They did it with, with Hunter. Isn't that where they did uh, with, Clinton did his I didn't inhale thing? Yeah, they did it with uh, Juicy Small A. They did uh, it with Ray Juicy S. Small Pecker? Yeah, Peckerwood. Oh, my God. Just, I mean, well, they are a bunch of whores, aren't they? Well, I mean, just think about that for a minute. All these people who've, you know, from the left who who uh, may have done something they shouldn't have done. They go on sixty minutes just, and and by gosh, he's here to tell the truth, and so is the government. Because <laughs> sixty minutes said so. 
Well, and how I dare you believe haven't heard how dare I haven't you Fox News or Tucker Carlson? They're yeah, awful. I haven't heard they anything just, that disproves a, anything about a, a what was that, a, a conspiracy theory. I haven't heard anything that disproves that. So that's the thing, right? We've talked about that with the election, right? We've always said, listen, you, you want me to prove that the election was fraudulent. Prove to me it wasn't. Okay, right. you, you want me to prove to you that Ray Epps was a, uh, an FBI informant or a plant or an agent? Well, prove to me he wasn't. Why, why do I always have to yeah. prove? I mean, you're the one, you are the ones shouting conspiracy theory. Prove it. You can't or you won't. So, so why is it always my, why is the onus always on me? The yeah. one who's saying, I believe this guy's full of shit. Yeah, well, if the press is going to say something, then they have to be able to prove it. It used to be that way. Well, yeah. Well, they're obviously not not the press any longer. But they're the consumer, just but the consumer, marketing. The consumer is allowing them to get away with that. They don't hold the news or journalists accountable anymore either. Not uh, any more than they do an, an elected official. But, so but so if you, you hear it on 60 Minutes or even Fox News, if, if, if a journalist says something, by gosh, it has to be the gospel. And, and we all know, everybody knows, I don't care what side you're on. I don't care, you know, if you're an ideologue or, or a political sycophant, if you believe everything that you hear... You're as big a moron as the person that's saying it. You, you, have to, you, you have to question everything. And I think one of the problems is we don't question things anymore. We just hear it on the TV and, by gosh, you know, it, it, it must be the truth. <clears throat> you well, know, yeah, I, they repeat things enough to where people will think, oh, well, Everyone saying blah blah blah. Well, that doesn't mean it's true. Well, Tucker never Tucker never has said that Ray Epps was a plant or worked for the. He he questioned it. That's all he did. Who is he? Well, that's kind of what a journalist should do, right? Well, yeah, that's what they used to do. He seems to be the only one. And just because you question it, and this jackass goes on sixty minutes and says none of that's true, well. I'm supposed to believe the guy who's on video numerous times inciting people to do things that he knows they shouldn't do, or at least they're going to get in trouble for. That's the guy I'm supposed to believe? Yeah. And does he ever say why he wasn't prosecuted? He might as well. 60 Minutes might as well have brought... Charles Manson on and said, oh, this guy was, he was a good guy. Just be, it, it's only just because we said so. You need to believe that. Yeah, he had a rough childhood. <laughs> Hate his parents. Yeah. <laughs> just made that part up. Sorry. The Beach Boys were, <clears throat> Beach Boys were mean to him. Exactly. Yeah. So that caused him to be a bad person half dozen times so far this year he's obsessed with me he's 
We're obsessed going with to the any truth, means possible sir. to destroy my life and our lives. Why? To shift blame on somebody else. If you look at it, Fox News, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Ted Cruz, Gates, they're all telling us before this thing that it was stolen. So you tell me, who has more impact on people, them or me? Epps, once a loyal Fox News watcher, told us he doesn't understand. How, how do we know that? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't sound like one. How, how, my God. He sounds like he's using all the left-wing talking points to me. It's just so frustrating. He doesn't sound like an authentic Trump supporter or Fox News uh, follower. I mean, I just realized today I got something in the mail from uh, Dish Network. And I just realized today that my TV has not been on since Tucker Carlson left Fox. Not, not at all. It's like, wow. And let me I guess, they want to know TV why. Anyway. They well, want to know why well, you're they, not watching TV? <laughs> they're giving me a $500... Um, debit card and uh, if I'll sign a new oh they want you back uh, yeah well yeah and it's like uh, sorry but you have syphilis you know <laughs> yeah exactly you know like, sorry they, may, they might not um, so yeah it's like I didn't didn't watch it so about the all I did watch was Tucker Carlson, and now I don't even watch it at all. I'm like, why do I even? You know, I I just can't wait for for his uh his show to come on because he has he's not going to have anybody holding him back. We all know we all know that all Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, you know the. The, the normal, you know, non-cable news networks all have producers and writers. I mean, <laughs> so you got you got like hosts like Jimmy Fallon, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You know these these were comedians. These were guys who used to go on the road and and do comedy shows. They, they, their shows are all reruns now because the writers went on strike. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so, I heard that they were going to. I didn't know they actually yeah, did. Yeah, they did. And so Saturday Night Live, you know, Late Show with Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, they, they all are showing reruns because nobody's there to write their material for them. We have mentioned on this show numerous times, these are, these are not smart people. No, they didn't even do their own material. Yeah, they're, they're not writing their own material like they used to. You know, so, so are you going to believe... You think Buddy Hackett had writers? You, gonna you have millions... <laughs> dude, you have millions of people who tune in to Stephen Colbert... Because they think he's giving them the news. He's reading something that somebody else wrote. Those aren't his ideas. Those aren't, those aren't his uh, 
um, thoughts. There's somebody else's. Yeah, yeah he, and he is an imbecile. So. We, we, we do this show on the, on the fly. We have, I, have no, I have nothing in front of me that's written. We, we don't plan anything. We, don't, you know, we may chat like we were prior to this episode about stuff that has nothing to do with our, what our show is about. We don't plan anything. Now, I'm not saying that we're, we're smarter than Tucker or, I don't know, maybe even Ray Epps. Maybe I'm not smarter than Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. I, I don't know. But I can certainly say that I don't have a producer writing my material. I mean, we, oh. we, we don't cut anything. We don't edit anything. We don't pre-plan anything. This is all on the fly. And... and yeah. Well, the but conversation just, goes where it goes. Let's just be honest, though, because the honest thing to do, though, is that what you just said is absolutely true. But the reason we don't is we don't freaking know how to do any of those things. <laughs> I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know if I'd agree with that. Well, don't, I can play. I, I can. I can plan things, but I can't do any of those. Well, things. don't make us sound dumber than we really are. <laughs> I'm just trying to be honest. That's all. No, I get it. <laughs> but you, both are great points. But I mean, we we need to we need to stop putting so much stock into these folks that that are really dumber than a box of rocks. They are, uh, and uh, believing everything that comes out of their mouth. We we, we speculate a lot. But, but, but things come Look from speculation. Look how much we've hit things on the... We've hit so many things on the nose. It's like... It's shocking to me. We'll have a conversation like this, and off off the wall somewhere, you or I will say something, you know, being sarcastic or whatever about, you know, first thing you know, blah, blah, blah happen, and then oh, next yeah. week it happens. Yeah. It's like, wow, we really are living in a in a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should it, we should not be nearly as right about a lot of this stuff as we have been. It's really scary. It is scary. Yeah. Uh, it's like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's listening to us or something. And yeah, making some kind of a movie. I don't. You have now entered the Twilight Zone. Pretty much. Yeah. Let's listen in a so, little bit more of this fool real quick. And how he got cast as the villain. The Epps version is more mundane. They believed the 2020 election had been stolen from Donald Trump and considered January 6th a legitimate protest. It was a sloppy election. And then to top that off, you have talking heads reporting that there's problems with the voting machines and different things like that. The election's stolen. So, yeah, we had concerns. I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to witness this with my own eyes. Epps went to Washington with his 36-year-old son and almost immediately stepped into trouble. The conspiracy theory starts here, the night of January 5th. Give me one minute, give me one minute. Okay? On the streets of D.C., tensions were running high at a pro-Trump rally, being live-streamed on the Internet. The Marine veteran tried to take charge. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for it. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! Listen to all the people. Yeah. 
They're telling him no. This guy, I don't, okay, just for shits and grins, let's say he is a Trump supporter. Let's say he's not an FBI agent, he's not a plant, he's none of the above. I don't have any proof that he is. But I can tell you right now, there are hundreds of people around this guy that are all telling him no. Because you know why? Because they know that he's an idiot. Yeah. And let me say this. There are a lot of Trump supporters that are freaking idiots. Just like there are a lot of Biden supporters who are freaking idiots. Yeah. So, so when you hear a member of the mass media say that all Trump supporters are bad, evil people... That's partially true because there are some bad, evil people that support Donald Trump just as much as there are some bad, evil people that support Joe Biden. That, that pendulum swings both ways. And there are some, some really smart people that are around this idiot in Washington, D.C., that heard that and said no. They said that the day that he was standing there trying to get them to bust the windows in. They were all yelling Antifa because they knew this is not normal. This is not right. This isn't how you're supposed to enter the the people's building. You don't bust your way in. That's a real yeah, that's been, yeah, and that was Antifa people. For sure it was. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that I ran into some of those people, but I, I don't know. Well, one of them, the the guy that was standing there were the 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 one murder caught on camera that I witnessed when it happened was that Capitol Police officer who uh, killed uh, Ashley Babbitt because I saw that live. Yeah. And the guy who was standing on the other side of the glass uh, barricade, the, the doors, office doors, whatever you want to call it, um, that she she broke through on the right side and was climbing through that window when the guy shot her. Um, there was a guy standing on the left side, like maybe four feet from this cop. Uh, and that guy was an Antifa member. And I don't know that anything has happened to him. I, I haven't heard a single word about who was he? Why was he there? Was he arrested? Uh, was he uh, interviewed as a witness? I think there was also um, somebody on her right that she slapped um, and his glasses flew off if I remember correctly. Um, Because they were... So the people that were in that stairwell, and and there are multiple angles that I don't believe a lot of people have seen where there are actual Capitol Police behind that crowd that are standing there. They're just standing there. Yeah, they were heading down the stairs. Yeah, like nobody was beating them up and assaulting them and hitting them with, you know, whatever. Exactly. Um, and she was being pushed unwantingly 
towards that window. She didn't have a freaking choice from what from what I saw. Like she was afraid she was going to get trampled. That that's what I I took from the video. And so she, you know, she that the the guy that she hit was forcing her forward along with the rest of the crowd and she didn't want to have any part of that. So she didn't have a choice uh, but to go forward. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a crowd where you don't have, <laughs> you kind of feel like you have no control. Yeah. It's a scary situation. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to some outdoor concerts where, you know, you're standing in the, in the middle of a freaking large group of people and... You know, they just start, you know, getting closer and closer, and, and you've got nowhere to go. Right. I mean, and, and we all have that fight or flight in in our DNA, right? Yeah. So well, it happens at, at, at concerts. It also happens at uh, soccer games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's actually one of the few exciting things that happens. Nah, it's probably the only exciting thing. Yeah. Um, let's let's listen to more of this guy. To summon the crowd, Epps seems so over the top, he must have been a government agent, a Fed sent to entrap them. When you said, we have to go into the Capitol, we have to go into the Capitol, what, what were you thinking? I said some stupid things. My thought process, we surround the Capitol, we get all the people there. I mean, I had, I had problems with the election. It was my duty as an American to peacefully protest along with anybody else that wanted to. Wait a minute. Do you peacefully protest by, by gathering a group of people to go into the Capitol? Isn't, isn't that a contradiction? Yeah, I, it's like, well, what did the FBI say when they interviewed you, sir? But he avoided the he avoided the question. Well, yeah. What were he's you? He's hiding something. What were you? I don't know what. What were you thinking when you said that? Yeah, I had a problem with the election. So you, sir, you thought that you had enough power and control over a vast. But the vast majority and a very large crowd to convince them to go into the Capitol, to force their way in, when they looked at you and said no and called you a Fed, that's how much, that's how much power and control you had. They knew you were an idiot. Plain and simple. I, I just and he, and it didn't stop him. He's still there the next day doing it. I I, I just I can't sit here and 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 say okay, Ray Epps is a victim here. Um, he was a Trump supporter. He was misinformed. He was misguided. He uh, you know all of this stuff and and he was justified in trying to get people. 
to bust the windows in, to bust the doors in, and to storm the Capitol. I, I, I was there. I'm a Trump supporter. I would have never thought to have done that. And I would have looked at him and said, you're a freaking idiot to his face. Like, like the vast majority of the people that were standing there basically did when they said no and started calling him a Fed. Now, whether he's a Fed or not, I could care less. I mean, I'd like to know. I think that would explain a lot. I think well, that if, if he is, that we the people deserve to know that. It, it would explain a lot because I, I still go back to the same old thing. Why wasn't he prosecuted? He's admitting, you know? he's admitting on 60 Minutes. Where's the FBI raiding the studio? Yeah. He's in hiding? Yeah, I guess the FBI can't find him, like, just like they can't find the guy that planted the fake bombs. Yeah. They, you know, they, they don't know. I, the, this must be uh, being shot at an undisclosed location that well, uh, 60 Minutes refused to tell the FBI about. It's a super secret place that only 60 oh, Minutes knows about because yeah. it's where they also filmed the fake moon landing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's see if it's, we can, it's all a big conspiracy. Let's see if we can hear some more of his lies. Hold on. The next morning, January 6th, Epps was out by the Washington Monument, still focused on a single goal. We are We're going to walk down to the Capitol. While President Trump was still speaking at the ellipse, Ray Epps walked toward the Capitol. He told us he wanted to be up front to help keep the peace. What happened next at Peace Circle, where protesters first overran police, is seen as a smoking gun. Epps pulled this agitated rioter aside and said something. Conspiracists say he was giving marching orders because he was seconds later, this happened. The first Capitol Police officer goes down. As closely as you can remember, what exactly did you say to him? Dude, we're not here for that. The police aren't the enemy. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's po any, anything's, yeah. anything's possible, but I highly doubt it. I, I just... So, you know what they could have done to make this really interesting? Here's the suggestion. 60 minutes. Why not hook him up to a lie detector test while you're doing the interview? Ooh, one that gives him a shock if he's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. even care about that. But that would oh, be a I great. Think it would that would be a great yeah. addition. That would be a great addition. It would addition. boost the ratings. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a great addition. And executing. Why, why, why isn't the FBI? If he's not, if he's not an FBI agent, why isn't the FBI hooking him to a lie detector test? Well, that's what I want to know. Did they? Did the FBI just completely ignore this guy? He's he's like, oh no, I was I was wrong. I was so wrong. I'm so very very sorry. I'll, have, I'll sing the I'm Very Sorry song. And then he didn't get in trouble, but everyone else did. Yeah, something doesn't make sense about that. I mean, call me a skeptic. Right. 
Yeah, there's something very wrong with all of that. So, so, so just because he goes on 60 Minutes, I'm to believe everything that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. So I have to prove it's, it's, it's my responsibility, it's my duty to provide evidence and to prove that this guy's a liar. Why can't it be the opposite and you prove to me that he's telling the truth? Well, isn't it prima facie evidence that he's a liar because he's on 60 Minutes? Uh, you know, like I said before, they, they bring on these characters and try to make them look as if they're the victim. I mean, they, they did it with, gosh, they did it with Alec Baldwin. They did it with, like I said, Jesse yeah. Smollett. They did it with, uh, I mean, they did it with Joe Biden yeah. and Hunter, his son. Yeah. They do it with all of these, all of these fools that we know are full of it. Well, that's, that's my point. The, the bad part yeah. about it, though, Ron, is that there are millions of people that watch this and go, oh, my gosh, oh, it was such an insurrection, and this guy is such a victim. He fell for the, the big lie, and oh, my gosh, the, the Trump supporters are such bad people. I, I just... Uh, it is shocking I'm, how many people... I'm sitting here shaking like my that. head. Yeah. That this is what we've come to. So whether whether you believe him or not, and and I I don't know, I I don't have the answers. I want them. I I think that I deserve them. I think I'm entitled to them. Because yeah. everyone wants to know the truth. Yeah. We have a justice system that is supposed to be finding that out, and it didn't. And that's why everybody, that's why you have conspiracy theories. I mean, we've said that before. Yeah. The greatest way to, to give birth to conspiracy theories is to not be truthful about something. Or not be told the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's where they, all of them come around mm -hmm. then. JFK, that assassination, a great. That's when most conspiracy theory started showing up, because it was a massive uh, cover-up. We, we still don't know what happened all these years later. Yeah. So uh, who knows who, who knows who was covering up for what? I mean, we all have our theories, but the bottom line is the truth got covered up. The, the American people still do not know what happened to JFK, who was exactly responsible, and who uh, who was covering it all up. We know what happened with Watergate and who covered it all up. You know, everyone remembers Nixon resigning and everything, but he helped protect his people. He's, he had nothing to do with that break-in. If he would have been honest... Yeah, and said, "Oh, I found out that my people had something to do with that. Here's who they are, and they're all fired. I hope that I hope the FBI puts them away forever." If he says that, he's he was he would have finished his term in office. Yeah, but he didn't, and that's that's the difference. And from what I what understand, we have in our that's the difference though, and what we have in America now. Oh yeah, 
And well, then, it didn't take long for that Republicans, to change. Yeah, Republicans were willing to say, hey, we, that, we don't want any part of that. That's wrong. That does not belong in our government. But if Hillary Clinton and, uh, and her bunch want to put together a fake Russia collusion thing, here it is. I mean, is that on any news anywhere, the, exactly what happened with that? Where's all the people saying, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I've had a number of people kind of start speaking to me again because they're they're sort of admitting to themselves that they were wrong and I was right, but they're not going to admit it to me. And they're sure not going to admit it amongst themselves. But all of a sudden, someone like me who's demonized because I was willing to question things, just like COVID, you know, uh, anyone who is willing to go along to get along, in other words, be a stupid freaking lemming, uh, then you're okay because, you know, you meant well or you cared or whatever. But if you question it all and you don't go along, then you're some evil right-wing conspiracy nut. And no, that's, that's not how things work in America. We're supposed to be smart enough to question everything. Question what I say. I'm not going to be right about absolutely everything. I'm not going to lie, but I'm not, and I will definitely say inappropriate things because I love, you know, the whole, there's, there's people on the left like to think that life is a, a big elevator ride and I like to push the buttons in the elevator and I'll push all the buttons I can just to get somebody to react. But um, no, we're supposed to question things. Uh, it's our job as human beings to be smart enough to know what the hell is going on around us and to be wrong sometimes. There's nothing wrong with a theory, conspiracy or not. You know? Uh, but where's all of this, uh, the left-handers out there uh, questioning their own actions for the last decade? And what's going on in this country and what, what they've done to their friends and their families who disagreed with them. You know, they have no answers for any of that. They're, they're responsible for dividing the country up. They are, not us. They are, because we didn't want to get along with them. They, because they wanted to be little children and throw a tantrum, and we said no. And we're the bad guys. Yeah. And they're not big enough to, to answer for it. Not even big enough to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. But we don't want to be married to those people anymore. I don't. I, don't, I want a divorce from these people. I want um, my America back. That's the end of my rant. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just blown away that we, so you'd mentioned, uh, you know, Kennedy and Nixon. And look how, how look how short of a time it took between Nixon and Clinton. Which basically, I know Watergate was a was a big deal. 
But it would, like you said, if he, if Nixon would have just told the truth, um, he wouldn't have gotten a helicopter and flew off into the distance. Like, <laughs> there's a uh, trying to find it. Um, Uh, and I might hear in a minute, but I'll get to the point. Uh, Clinton lied, which is basically what Nixon did. And if he'd have told the truth, Nixon would have, like you said, he would have finished his term. Yeah. But not that long later, what happened? Clinton lied. Sure, he was impeached, but... I mean, he still finished his term. Because I've mentioned this before, we're such a forgiving society. You know, we... we, we oh, here it is. <laughs> Hold on. So, uh... To preface this uh, this clip, uh, it's only four minutes long. Let's listen to the whole thing because there's some really good points here, and then uh, we'll we'll go ahead and end it. I don't know. I like getting older, though. Life is an education, and if you're older, you're smarter. I just believe that. If you're in an argument with somebody and they're older than you, you should listen to them. It doesn't mean they're right. It means that even if they're wrong, their wrongness is rooted in more information than you have. <laughs> They've been here long. Yeah, yeah. If you're older, you're smarter. How many people here by applause are 45 or older? 45 or older applaud. Okay. That's about 60 people out of 2,400. Here's the interesting thing. There's way more. I can see you. There's so many more. There's so, this is there are way more people in that demographic, but they didn't clap. Why? Because they're smart. They're sitting in the dark going, I don't have to clap. I don't have to do anything. They're not doing it. And they're right. You know why? Because never identify yourself. Never. Are you crazy? You don't know why I'm asking. What do you, how do you know? What okay, burn them all. Burn everybody over 45. How do you know? Oh, he's so right on the oh, target, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> How many people here by applause are 40 or younger? 40 or younger, applause. That's every time. Every time. That is a weird thing to celebrate in a room where you're not the only people here. That is, that's like going to cancer ward. Not me. I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> If you're older, you're smarter. A 55-year-old garbage man is a million times smarter than a 28-year-old with three PhDs. Especially smarter than him. Because this idiot has been thinking about three things for like 15 years. He's worthless. The garbage man is 55. He's had some experience. Things have happened to him. He went to Cape Cod one summer. He saw a dead guy floating in the motel pool. 
<laughs> you took a bus to Montreal. <laughs> you got a hand job at a fair. <laughs> from a minor. <laughs> I mean a minor. <laughs> Not a minor, a minor. Oh my god. A grown man who works at a mine. <laughs> with dirty hands oh. jacked him off at a county fair. That's what I'm saying happened to the 55 year old. You see, he's had some experience. He knows more. More has happened to him. He's seen more. He's seen history. He's witnessed history, even if it's not ancient history. He saw Nixon resign on live television. Me and those few people that clapped, we saw the president of America cry and then quit being the president. That shit was crazy. Because none of us knew what was going to happen next. Today, people like the president's kind of disappointing. Really, our president wept like an insane person and then got in a helicopter and flew away. <laughs> yeah. The guy makes some good points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, hey, that's a real comedian. Right, right. I don't even know who that is. Who was that? Uh, well... He got in trouble. Um, um, so I'm not... I, I don't know that I can't say his name. I mean, it's Louis C.K. Uh, one of the funniest guys ever. But he did get in some he trouble. He got in trouble? Yeah. Uh, I think he was caught exposing himself. To <laughs> oh, he knew a lot more about that whole minor thing. Yeah. Oh, God. I knew I, sh I, knew I shouldn't have asked. I can't remember what it was, but I mean, uh, yeah, he he was he was a victim of the Me Too movement, I believe. Uh, well, that's nothing. Still I, funny. I, I, driving home today for, through the Ozarks, I actually got to see. You know, we have a lot of Angus cows around here, and there was a, a bull and a and a female that were actually uh, on the in the pasture by the lake doing the romantic thing making little baby cows so you know i don't know why i thought of that but i actually saw it with my own eyes today so it wasn't like the whole minor and the <laughs> but well you know, Shit happens, right? You know. Well, so uh, thank goodness Kenzie wasn't with me. I'd have had to answer all kinds of questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in 2017, uh, multiple women accused him of sexual misconduct. Uh, so, yeah, a little more than exposing himself, but. Uh, see, if he was a member of the House of Representatives, they would have pulled out on. Pulled money out of their fund and paid all those people off, and no one would have known. And you'd have seen him on 60 Minutes the next day. <laughs> exactly, because they they uh, are in the business of rehabilitating. Um, not what. Um, I want to say I'm, I'm looking for celebrities. 
Oh yeah. Because it's not just politicians, it's celebrities. So they do they do celebrity rehab oh, live yeah. on sixty minutes. And that's basically that's their show now instead of a news show. So the ergo and forthwith, um, that is our evidence that if we're asked to prove that somebody is a uh, freaking liar, then then all we have to do is say, well, they were on 60 Minutes lying. <laughs> That's where liar, lying liars who lie about lying go. Yeah. is 60 Minutes. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my suggestion on how to deal with these things. Like, like anyone's going to listen to me. Yeah, like anybody listens to us anyway. Oh, but you damn! Can, yeah. <laughs> you can find us on the internet. Uh, check out our website at inquiringintofreedom.com. And uh, you can get in touch with us there. Send us an email. Um, we're always willing to listen. Doesn't mean that we're going to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, that'll do it for another episode Uh for uh, what is today? Tuesday, uh, the 23rd. We will see everyone again on Thursday. Okay. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Adios. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>